the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in. Rob Black, everybody. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Joining me now as he joins me every week at this time, Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist Briefing.com. He's the only economist I really listen to and pay attention to. I like hearing what he has to say. Dr. Jeff, how are you? Good. How about yourself? Is, I'm good. Is it okay to refer to you as Dr. Jeff or am I being too informal? It's fine. Okay. I don't know. Just Dr. Rose makes you sound like my doctor. Um, but <laughs> Dr. Jeff, you're my economist, which you're, I guess you're still a doctor, though. Um, housing numbers today or housing optimism was one of the stories that I saw out there. Um, home builder confidence in the U.S. climbs to a six-month high. It seems to be kind of an important one, um, not factual or statistical, but you know, kind of psychological. Um, do you pay attention to that release? Uh, I kind of look at it just to get an idea what the home builders themselves are thinking. Um, you know, statistically, you're right; it, it doesn't have much impact on anything. If you look at um, you know what home builders are saying and what they, what, what they actually do, you generally find two completely different things. So you know, it, it tends to be more of you know, just a monthly number that gets some press and doesn't really help you, but it gives you a little bit uh, of knowledge of, of the current thinking. How important is the psychology going forward versus the reality of, you know, when we get hard numbers per se versus the psychological numbers? Because there's other releases about consumer confidence, for instance. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of any of the confidence numbers. I'm not a big okay. fan of the uh, ISM numbers, the, the PMI numbers. You know, a lot of the problem is that it's not weighted very well. So, for example, the ISM and the PMI numbers, uh, if you have three companies, company A makes a million dollars, company B makes a million dollars, and company C makes, you know, a hundred million dollars, and company A and company B both report better prospects and company C reports worse prospects. You know, the PMI is going to show uh, that overall business is getting better, even though it's just more that these small companies that don't have as much influence on the overall economy are getting better. So I tend to look at these numbers as just kind of a, a trend line, but I, they don't factor well into any economic modeling, at least that I do, of uh, like industrial production or of um, you know, new orders, new business orders, uh, manufacturing numbers, stuff like that. What economic data is out there that you're looking forward to seeing or that's out there today that has some relevance for you? The um, production numbers this morning were, were interesting. Um, you're starting okay. to see a, a pickup in auto sales, but we're not getting an increase in production, which was kind of odd, uh, which 
tells me that, that there the, you know, businesses have too much inventory, which is possible, or uh, businesses, auto manufacturers, don't believe that the recent increase in in sales is stable. So I'm interested to see how that plays out over the next couple months, and, and just in general, seeing how you know the manufacturing sector does. And when you look at the economy, you look at economic growth. The service sector is the largest portion of the economy, but the service sector is also the most stable. So when you want to see how the economy is performing on a short-term basis, if you want to see accelerations in economic growth, a lot of that comes from the more cyclical sides, like the manufacturing, like construction. Uh, mining, stuff like that. So, you know, the report today gives you a little idea if you're going to see some sort of, uh, you know, acceleration in short-term economic growth. So we're wrapping up the second quarter because we're now in July. Um, what are you looking at as far as the data that's going to be coming out from the second quarter versus the first quarter, which was so cold, and we blamed all of our woes on that? Yeah, I, I, I don't believe that the first quarter woes were all weather-related, and I think there was a lot of other problems going on. Um, part of it, you're getting a, a recoup in the second quarter from inventories. Inventories were a large drag in the first quarter. Um, you tend to get a large drag followed by a large uh, positive contribution in the following quarter, and that's what it looks like it's happening in, in Q2. Uh, I'd like to see some more investment going forward, but we're, we're really not seeing it. In business investment, I'm expecting to be positive in uh, in the second quarter, but not that strong. And uh, I'd prefer it to be much stronger. You know? And a lot of the problems that we're seeing is that uh, productivity levels are shrinking. So the only way to get increased output uh, from current labor is if we start seeing a increase in production, or sorry, productivity. Needing from more technology, more investments. So I hope to see that going, you know, in the next quarter or two. The retail sales report that came out earlier this week, I think, was viewed as showing some signs of weakness. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it was a little odd. Uh, if you look at the core numbers, which take out auto dealers, takes out gasoline stations, and it takes out building materials, that was, you know, relatively strong. It was up, I believe, 0.5%. And that number follows more closely with the overall trends in consumption of goods. But if you look at the, the headline, I mean, you had a, a very small gain. You had a much larger gain in income, uh, according to the employment report. So that tells me that savings rate uh, likely increased in June. And now, if you look at debt ratios, debt ratios are at a point where the savings rate doesn't need to increase. The consumers can increase their debt or, at the very least, increase their spending if, even if they don't want to take on more debt and lower their savings rate to, to manage their current debt. And that's not happening. So I, I'm concerned on why that occurred. You know, is the consumer uh, really just having a bad month or a bad two months? Uh, right now I'm only predicting uh, – consumption growth about one and a half percent for q2 so yeah is this a sign of things to come you know consumers are saying things are great and their their consumer confidence and consumer sentiment reports but they're not spending and they're increasing savings which tells us that they're kind of concerned about their job prospects or their future income growth so you know, th these two things don't uh, don't mesh and, and i want to see how it goes okay is there anything else that you're working on right now that you think would be a, a good flag for us to start thinking about 
I'm just start looking at the tenure. Uh, I'm spending a lot of time over the last couple of weeks taking a look at uh, trends in the tenure yields, looking at uh, trends in Fed futures, trying to get an idea of what the Treasury market's expecting the economy to be. You know, what you know, once the economy does start uh, improving, you know, and we get an acceleration, so looking over like a five to ten year horizon, uh, what is the market expecting? You know, are we seeing? You know, is the market expecting the economy to recover to a, as a normal economy, or are we still expecting this uh, financial, you know, catastrophe that we had over the last five years to continue in the, you know into the future? And if that's the case, economic growth will remain weak. And if that's the case, we're not going to see the job gains and income gains that we've been coming to expect from uh, from previous recoveries. Thanks very much. That's. Dr. Jeff Rosen, briefing.com. He is the chief economist. Um, Briefing's a great site, and I have the pleasure and the luxury of getting to speak with two of their experts on a weekly basis, and we put them on the air. After the the show's over, I'll I'll cut the audio down, and I'll put their specific interviews up at my uh, Twitter page, Rob Black Show. I send it off to them so they can resend it out and repurpose it. Um, it's not a blatant commercial. They don't, there's no money exchange between the two of us. I just like their independent live market analysis of the markets. Um, some of their you know, experts are way above me. Um, they've got some short-term traders. Um, they've got some momentum traders. They've got many, many experts that I think you should uh, check into. Um, I particularly like Patrick O'Hare and Dr. Jeff Rosen. I think they do a pretty good job of showing us what's going on with the economy, whether it's retail sales um, like today um, manufacturing, that was of particular interest. And the 10-year Treasury, um, what's going on with the 10-year Treasury? I think most of us kind of want to know. Um, why is it so stuck? I, I think that's the right way of saying that. Um, at 2.55%, that's great for the future mortgage market, great for real estate, great for the stock market. Um, the problem is, and this was you know brought up deliciously yesterday, uh, when I was talking with uh, Patrick O'Hare about, you know, Rick Santelli freaking out on CNBC and uh, basically saying this is a world of haves and have-nots, and the people who are in the stock market are doing great, and the people who aren't, aren't. Um, and it's interesting to note, in my opinion. Um, so big event coming up tomorrow night in Los Gatos. Um, it's an income and retirement event. I'd love to see you there. Um, you know, maximizing Social Security. I'm not counting on Social Security to be much. Uh, you work from age 20 to 60, typically, and you live off your savings from age 60 to 100. Plus, you get a little bit from Social Security, which is essentially going to cover my health care, is what I'm planning on. Best way to save for retirement, in my opinion, is maxing out your 401k. But to learn more about this event and sign up for a newsletter that I'll be sending out later this morning, free, uh, you can go to robblack.com and check out the seminars or check out signing up for a, a newsletter. Um, I only send out maybe eight newsletters a year. I don't sell your list. I don't spam it. I don't do anything like that. So you can sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. So you could put $17,500 in a 401k in 2014, an amount that is adjusted annually for inflation. Employees age 50 or older can add an extra 5500 Some 401k plans allow you to sign up as soon as you start a new job. Others make you wait for a period. Um, and that's unfortunate. Traditional 401ks allow you to defer paying income tax on the funds you contribute until you withdraw the money. To find out how much you save, multiply your contribution amount by your tax rate. You may already also get a tax break at the state level. Low-income savers may additionally qualify for more tax credits. 
If your employer has a 401k match, take it. That's heaven. Um, try to get vested in the plan as soon as you can, in my opinion. Do not withdraw the money early, unless it's a true, 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 true emergency. Don't forget you can sign up for the event tomorrow night in Los Gatos at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. Starting off this time around in Pittsburgh. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.